Hi everybody, welcome back to Letters from Your Dog. So we are going to be a whole year old in June next month, June 2022. Letters from Your Dog is a year old, which is absolutely crazy. So we're going to have some really cool giveaways throughout the month of June. So if you would like to be in with a chance to win one of our courses, access to our membership or to some of our coaching services as well, all you need to do is make sure you listen in during the month of June. There's going to be a prize every single week and you need to listen to find out how to get one. Okay, see you in the episode. Parenting your much-loved dog is a relationship like no other. Our dogs are individuals and there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to training. Hi, I'm Dr Holly Tett, professional dog trainer and clinical psychologist, and each week on Letters from Your Dog, we'll look at understanding specific dog training questions and struggles from your dog's point of view. Thanks for being here. Let's get to the episode. Hello there and welcome back to Letters from Your Dog. Today we're going to be answering a listener question but just before we get to that if you are a avid listener of the show if you enjoy the show I would so so appreciate it if you could leave a review a comment a rating and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. What that does is it helps us to push the podcast out to more people so that we can help more people and their dogs. So if you're able to do that thank you really really appreciate it. Okay, so today's listener question is from Carol. And Carol asked a question which I know millions of people across the world will have had this question at some point. And that is, how do I stop my puppy from chewing everything in sight? Okay, so Carol, you're definitely not alone. (laughs) Lots of people are signing up currently for my five-day puppy training challenge, which starts on the 30th of May. So if you have got a young pup, do feel welcome to come and join us in that free challenge. The link is in the show notes for you. But it's a question that I get every single time I run that challenge. And in fact, with almost every puppy that I work with, so you're not alone. Um, What I'm going to do today is I'm going to give you my top 10 tips, but it's not top 10 tips to stop the puppy from chewing but it's to help them with their chewing and the reason I frame it that way is because as lots of you will know chewing is something that happens throughout a dog's lifespan it's necessary it's needed it's there to help reduce stress it's there as an activity that dogs enjoy so we don't ever want to stop them from chewing we just want to help them to chew more appropriate things let's say (laughs) okay so The first one, my first one of 10 is I want you to detect a pattern. So, you know, anyone who's listened to the podcast for a little while, you know, I love my big bits of paper. I would advise you get a big bit of paper, stick it up somewhere obvious in your kitchen or something like that. And just start to note down when you see your puppy chewing more heavily. And you might say, no, Holly, he chews 24 seven. And I'm sure he does chew a lot, but there will be times when the chewing is more noticeable. So this could be times of day. So it could be first thing in the morning when he gets up. It could be at night when he's tired. It could be when there's lots of activity in the house or actually when it's very quiet. He's not getting much focus from people. Perhaps it's after eating. That could be related to pain or after play. What kinds of times do you find that he's chewing things? What this is going to do is it's going to provide you with a basis to be able to use the next nine tips that I'm going to give you. Because what we want to try to do, if possible, is really provide our puppies with really great options for chewing 
before they have the chance to chew something we don't want them to chew. So let's say your puppy is chewing your sofa leg, for example, and you really would rather he didn't do that. (laughs) What you want to think about is, okay, so if my pattern detector is telling me that he normally goes for that sofa when we're eating because no one's paying him much focus and so he goes and chews the sofa all right, so we know we're going to sit down to eat in 15 minutes. I'm going to take my pre-prepared frozen Kong or licky mat or whatever out of the freezer. I'm going to give it to my puppy just before we start eating. We're going to eat our meal in peace. No one's getting up. What does that do? Well, it stops the puppy from practicing the thing we don't want, which is chewing the sofa. It gives him something to help him relieve his need to chew fantastic and it stops the cycle of puppy chews sofa we say no or uh -uh, and then give him something else to chew because otherwise what you can get into a real pattern of puppy's not really learning the things that are good to chew he's just learning that he chews something he gets redirected and he gives he's been given something else so if you can try and get in front of that as much as you possibly can it's much easier for everybody okay number two of ten linked very very related <laughs> provide relief for your puppy so likely he's in some pain his jaw is moving around he's losing teeth it's sore his gums are sore it hurts when you're getting new teeth growing in so we want to provide as many outlets for chewing as we possibly can now you want to be careful with a young dog some things um, that are suitable for older dogs some bones and things like that you don't want to give to a puppy so just be cautious when you're researching what to buy that you just check for what age it's suitable but there are plenty of of chew toys now I like to have a mix I like to have some toys that aren't edible but are chewable and some edible chews as well so you've got a bit of a combination there um, and I like to use the freezer as much as I possibly can anything cold on something sore is usually good right so if you had something sore you might put ice on it exactly the same with sore teeth actually I wonder if people do that with sore teeth I never know <laughs> okay so you want to think about a knotted tea towel with some kibble tied up inside and frozen obviously you're going to supervise um some people choose to give half a frozen carrot or half a frozen cucumber again supervise there's always a risk of choking with anything you're giving your puppy but there's a couple of options for you as well um there's various chews on the market that you can get too and you just want to have as many opportunities for your puppy to access something that is legal (laughs) in quote marks to chew rather than your dining room chair so lots of opportunities for chewing is really really important number three related to that provide variety so it's great to have things down on your floor that your puppy can help themselves to in terms of cheese and things like that but if it's the same thing down every day it does become boring and that is when the dining room chair becomes more enticing <laughs> so think about rotating through your cho- your chews rotating through your toys even on a daily basis most people that i work with have gone and spent half a mortgage on toys and cheese for their puppies so (laughs) I'm sure you've got lots of options and even if you haven't got much money to buy loads of things some of the things I just suggested like frozen carrots and things like that are much cheaper way of doing that but just try and rotate and give as much variety as you possibly can okay number four provide a fair environment so this is what is often referred to as management when it comes to working with puppies so 
if my, I know that my puppy's gone to chew that dining room chair five times already this morning and it's only 9am, can I move it? <laughs> can I move it out of eyesight? Can I move it out of reach? Can I place a barrier in front of it, a baby gate, a piece of cardboard, anything at all to prevent that from happening? Because your puppy's young, underdeveloped brain is just going, oh, that was nice when I chewed on that. Let me go and chew that again oh yeah, oh that was nice, oh I see it, it's still there, let me go and chew it again. So actually they don't have the capacity to learn that actually you don't really like that very much and we don't want to be telling them off. So manage as much as you possibly can, get cables tucked out of sight, get wooden things removed for the first couple of months when I've got a new puppy my house is pretty bare (laughs) you almost want to think of it as if you were baby proofing for a toddler that was walking around it's exactly the same exactly the same we don't want them smacking their head on sharp things we don't want them putting wires in their mouth and we don't want them grabbing and putting things in their mouth that we don't want them to in the case of a human child (laughs) maybe swallowing those things in the case of a puppy maybe chewing them up and swallowing them as well so really manage that environment I don't give my puppies access to my full house initially because there's just too many things that are tempting and enticing they have access to a couple of rooms they sleep with me at night and they have access to the garden so you're really thinking about managing that environment setting up so it's nice and fair the other thing is it will do you a favor because you won't spend your whole life telling them off or moving them or direct redirecting them or distracting them because there's just less opportunity and less things to chew on okay number five of ten provide rest so often you will see puppies increasing chewing and also increasing biting when they're overtired so just again like a human toddler when a puppy is overtired they don't have the cognitive ability to say I'm overtired I need to go to sleep instead what happens is they start exhibiting behaviors that often we see as quote marks naughty so you'll see some barking you'll see more biting hyperactivity chewing all those racing around and it's just the puppy saying I am way overtired and I don't know what to do with myself to calm myself down basically so providing rest throughout the day is so so important generally people go with the guideline that a young puppy needs about 20 hours of sleep a day most puppies aren't getting that much in all honesty so we need to step in and help them with that providing calm quiet cool safe spaces to rest um, with not much going on not much distraction so that they get enough sleep so providing that rest will really help with the desire to over chew essentially Okay, so conversely, number six, then after they've had the rest, you want to provide a bit of stimulation. So are you doing some play with them? Are you doing some age appropriate exercise? Are you going and seeing new things in the garden, new things in the house? Are you exploring the world together from a safe in a safe way? Are you stimulating them? Because if you aren't meeting their needs in terms of mental and physical stimulation, what are they going to do? Well, the only option they have is to create their own fun. And that may well include your dining room chair leg. <laughs> so make sure you are meeting their needs in all aspects of their life before we think, oh my gosh, why are you chewing again? Because they're, that's often a little method of communication saying, I'm a bit bored actually, I need something to do. So that's really important. So they've had their rest, 
then you've given them a bit of stimulation and then this is a bit of a cheeky one number seven is provide rest again (laughs) so what goes up must also come down so we've had our sleep we've woken up we've done some fun stuff with mum or dad and then actually we need to rest again so going back to providing that calm safe quiet place to rest so that the puppy is learning to start to self-regulate themselves a little bit and learning that actually when they rest and they sleep they feel better for it and then when they wake up they can enjoy their day again so that's really important okay three more so number eight provide health care what on earth do I mean by that (laughs) so yes puppies chew yes dogs chew if however you feel like there's something that's not quite right. So maybe your puppy's chewing and they're crying whilst they're chewing or they're chewing and you're seeing a lot of blood on a chew toy. It's worth just getting that checked out by a vet because some puppies retain teeth, puppy teeth, which they shouldn't. That causes some problems. Overcrowding of teeth. There might be something physical going on. So we never want to rule out the physical just because of the age of an animal. So just as you would never give a diagnosis a diagnosis of old age for a dog you would never say oh he's probably crying because he's a bit old that that's not a diagnosis we would say well why is he crying has he got stiff joints has he got dementia is there something that's causing him to cry age is not a diagnosis same with puppies yes young puppies chew but actually if we feel like there's something more going on and it's a little bit more worrisome either at your regular puppy check give your vet a call or take your puppy in and just make sure there's nothing else going on inside their mouth okay number nine provide safety so even when they have gone and chewed your dining room chair for the fifth time which won't happen because you're going to move it remember (laughs) but even when they do do that you have to be a safe base for your puppy so even though you're annoyed and that chair cost you a hundred pounds however much it cost you please don't shout at them, please don't at them or no or tower over them using your body as a way of intimidating them. That's something that we do often without even realising it. So we go and stand right over the puppy, breathe in, breathe out, heavily, heavily, heavily. No, just if you're annoyed, which you have every right to be, just remove yourself, (laughs) go into the back garden, go into another room, ask someone else to look after the puppy, whatever you need to do, just please don't shout at them because if you don't create a safe place if you are unpredictable with your puppy and sometimes you're lovely lovely and sometimes you're scary that is gonna not help your connection it's probably not going to stop your puppy from chewing either but it's setting up that relationship to be a little bit uncertain which is not the place that we want to start from when we're thinking about um, raising a puppy okay and the very very last one is thinking about actually transport so providing chewing in different locations because we may have all of our wonderful chewing options at home which is fantastic but what about when we go to the pub with our puppy or we go to visit a friend or we take them to a picnic for example make sure you go stocked (laughs) so take your puppy bag wherever you need to go so things that are in my puppy bag are a little bed or a soft blanket some water and a water bowl some treats some toys and something to chew on so certainly if I'm going to go and have an hour or an hour and a half meal with my friend in the pub I can't expect my puppy to just lie at my feet I need to give them something to help them to decompress and to de-stress so providing some chewing options when traveling is also really really important
Okay, so that is my top 10. So quick fire, detect a pattern, provide relief, provide variety, provide a fair environment, provide rest, then provide stimulation and then provide rest again, provide healthcare, provide safety and provide transport options for chewing. Okay, I hope that was helpful. Let me know if it was. If you have a question that you would like to have featured on the podcast, go ahead and click the note in the show notes, the link in the show notes even, that will allow you to leave me a voice note so you can get your question answered. All right, take care. Hi there, just super quick before you head off, there's two things I want to make you aware of. So myself and my friends and colleagues Laura Donaldson and Andy Hale are kicking off a brand new series called Know You, Know Your Dog. It starts on the 31st of May and it's a series of three workshops over three months teaching you how to build more safety, more freedom and more connection in your relationship with your dog. You can join us for just one workshop or all three but make sure you get in there before the 31st of May which is when we kick things off and I will put the link in the show notes for that one. We're also going to put the link in the show notes for our upcoming free five-day puppy training challenge, which I know lots of you have done in the past. So if you have a new puppy or new rehomed dog and you want to find a way to kick things off in the right way in terms of building a relationship, do come come along and join us. It starts on the 30th of May and it includes some free teaching from me as well as some training videos and resources as well that you can get your teeth into. So again, the link for that is in the show notes and I hope to see some of you there. Take care.